You're listening to the Inner Child Podcast. Hi, I'm Gloria Zhang, and after 10 years of struggling in toxic relationships, I attracted the love of my life by healing my inner child. This podcast is your weekly dose of my expertise as a therapist and dating relationship coach for high achievers. Learn tips to overcome low self-worth, emotional baggage, and childhood trauma so that you too can step into your power and attract the love you desire. Welcome to the Inner Child Podcast. Hello, my loves. Welcome back to the Inner Child Podcast. It's me, Gloria, with a bit of a heavy conversation I think we're about to dig into today because we're going to do a unique dive into narcissism and why people become narcissists. You know, especially for some of us who tend to lean towards the people-pleasy type of defense mechanism, and those of us who are empaths and just feel so much, you know, I was definitely in that camp, feeling so much and taking on other people's emotions so much, it can be so hard to wrap our heads around why there are some people that will deliberately hurt others and just trying to understand how that could even happen. And I hope that today's episode will help shed some light on maybe a different perspective that we can take around narcissism. Now, this is the official definition of a narcissistic personality disorder. It's an inflated ego, an inflated self, an inflated sense of importance, an excessive deep need for admiration and attention from others, having troubled, difficult relationships, use of manipulative tactics, and a lack of empathy for others. And behind this tough exterior is actually a very fragile, very brittle self-esteem that feels like could completely shatter at the sign of even the slightest criticism. That's the official definition. Now, you guys know that I don't like to use these labels all that much because every label is just a construct that researchers came up with to help us compartmentalize and try to understand things better. But nothing really paints the full picture and the full complexity of human nature. And so I am aware that in pop culture, in Instagram therapy memes and things like that, we kind of just throw that word around of you're a narcissist, he's a narcissist, she's a narcissist. And while these labels do help to validate our experiences, sometimes they can also make us think very rigidly and very in black and white. Because in reality, you know, narcissism is a spectrum and all of us have some varying degrees of narcissistic tendencies and that's a very healthy thing. Otherwise, we wouldn't be putting ourselves first. Otherwise, we wouldn't be able to take care of ourselves if we didn't have something on that spectrum. But technically, in this age of clinical psychology, you need to have certain 
types of requirements to qualify to be sort of the end of that spectrum, to be diagnosed as having narcissistic personality disorder. And I think it's really important to talk about that first. Just because someone is rude to you or says something that seems very unempathetic doesn't automatically mean that they're a narcissist, all right? But I think in today's discussion, we're going to talk about the family members in your life or certain romantic partners that seem to have developed this callousness about them that has solidified into a personality trait that we understand to be narcissism. And I think callousness is a great description for this type of antisocial personality type that I think we know that we're talking about. And if you guys want to look a little bit deeper, there is something called the dark triad theory. The dark triad theory, it's a psychological theory that describes specific personality types that we would use to describe someone that seems almost inhuman. Right. So traits of narcissism, psychopathy, sadism, cruel behavior towards people and taking advantage of other people. And that's something that you can look into if you're interested. So while we don't know exactly what leads to people turning out this way, there is some evidence to suggest that it is a combination of genetic factors as well as the environment. And for a lot of people that you might consider to be narcissists, have also experienced a lot of childhood trauma themselves. Now, what's so important about this, this is not to justify or explain away any of this awful behavior that you might have been on the receiving end, but to understand how someone can learn to cope with their trauma in such a drastic way. Now, I've had this conversation with several of my clients who might have grown up with narcissistic mothers or fathers and have suffered the consequences of the cruelty of the people around them. And some of these clients have gone on to become parents of their own and they look at their own child, they look at their own partner, the people that they love in their life, and they could never ever fathom the idea of intentionally trying to hurt that person. It just goes against everything that they are. And they would say, Gloria, why? Like, why would someone become this way? Especially if they have been abused themselves. And they would tell me, Gloria, my mother abused me, but she grew up the same way as I did because my grandmother abused her. How could she go through the same thing as me? and still turn around and do the exact same thing to me and be so cold and so callous and not care about me and my well-being. I get asked this all the time. And when clients are ready, I'm able to help them walk through what happens psychologically to some people who, for some way or another, they're just not able to turn things around. And let me start by saying that I don't have all the answers. I wish I did, but I'm just a human being, just like you are. And there are so many things in life that we may never find the answer to, but we can do our best to try. And here's how I have explained this to people. Sometimes when people experience great trauma and they combine that with 
a very delicate nervous system, and you combine that with a lack of education around coping skills and therapy and all of these helpful things, combined with a lack of hope, combined with the culture that they're born in. Some people suffer so much that the only option they think they have is to turn off their empathy. And this switch can happen at such a young age. A tiny human being is experiencing all this pain, all of this anguish, and they're dissociating, their personality is splitting apart, they have no help, and it's almost like they make a deal with the devil. They come to this realization that this is only hurting me because I care. This is only hurting me because I still have some remnant of a human connection to the people around me. What would happen if I just cut that off? And in my opinion, this is where a lot of true narcissism is born. That if I just stop feeling altogether and I cut off the part of myself that is human, then that will be salvation for all the pain and suffering that I'm currently going through. There is a brilliant series on Amazon Prime called The Boys, which Andrew and I love. And they have a character, and I'm not going to spoil too much for those of you who want to check it out. But there is a main character in that show that is the perfect kind of stereotypical depiction of someone with sociopathy and as a narcissist. And they did this brilliant scene where he was talking to himself, almost like he was talking to his inner child and his other side of himself told him to rip out the last pieces and remnants of the thing that made you human. And then after that point on, he became much more callous, much more ruthless. And to me, this was a perfect artistic depiction of what really happens in people. And part of why I know this is because I have felt this myself. And through the years of my work, I've spoken to hundreds of different clients, a lot of them who have been through something similar too, that during one of their worst rock bottom moments, in the true dark night of their soul, when it was so painful that they could feel their body running out of coping mechanisms, they were dissociating, the concept of time had disappeared, it was nothing but just pain and agony. And there was a moment where they encountered the same question of, what if I just turned this off? And some people pushed to their extreme may choose to make that deal with the devil and turn off their empathy. It's not always a conscious intentional decision. It is this switch that kind of goes off in their brain. And of course, as we know, the price that we pay for giving up our empathy and our connection to others is that we're not really living as a full human being anymore. Narcissists in particular are not actually confident. It's a mask. They are so broken inside that even just poking them internally would cause them to collapse. And so they've created this false identity to cut themselves off from their heart center so that they can continue to stay alive in this world, essentially. But when you cut off and kill off that part of yourself, you're essentially doing it to all the parts of yourself and you don't even know it. 
And these people can never be truly happy. They can never be truly connected because doing so would mean that everything in their life has been fake. It would mean that everything up until now they would have to face. And the defense mechanism is so strong that it's like a shield. It's unbreakable. And even if we talk about things like sociopathy and psychopaths, there's never any clear answer. But the current agreement in the psychology industry is that there is no quote-unquote cure for it, right? It's like they've given up that part of themselves and now they have to live the rest of their lives that way. And I'm just going to throw in a caveat that I'm only speaking about the majority of the cases where it is rooted in trauma. Some people are just born that way. And that's a whole different story. But I'm speaking specifically around those people who come from a place of trauma. So if you ever go to that rock bottom and you've encountered that decision of, oh my gosh, what if I just cut this all off? To the very extreme, it can develop into psychopathy and narcissism. But if you do it subtly, right, if you don't go all the way and subtly cut off some things, then you can become like avoidant, for example, where it doesn't become a permanent state of being, but a temporary state of being where you occasionally disconnect yourself from connections when things feel too vulnerable. So if you guys have ever had thoughts like that in your worst moments, I really just want to validate that I felt that way too. A lot of people who have experienced trauma have felt and thought those things too. And to not be afraid of them, because first of all, you have resources available to you that kind of buffer situations, right? And I'm hoping that you can increase your resources to get help around things like that, especially if you're at the start of your journey. And I'm just going to briefly go a little bit deeper on this particular subject. But sometimes I have wondered, if I didn't have the knowledge I had, if I didn't have at least one safe connection in my life, if I didn't grow up in a society where mental health was beginning to be more of a socially acceptable topic, I don't know if I would have gone down the other path. I honestly don't know. In my worst moments, when I didn't even feel like a human being anymore, for some reason, there was still something in me that was holding on to the hope. There was something in me, and I can't explain what it is other than grace from the universe and my higher self and my inner child, there was something in me that looked at that deal and said, that's not for me. That's not who I really am. And slowly but surely, over years of doing this work and trying to figure out what would work for me, I was able to find my way. And so if you're listening to this, I want to shine a lighthouse for you and that you are on the right path. And it's okay to fall into darkness, as all of us do, because there's always lessons there, and we're meant to grow from it. So I hope that this perspective helped you a little bit to understand your fellow humans and why some people turn out the way that they do without trying to attach too many labels to it. For your call to action... I don't know if you guys know this, but I have a free guide to inner child healing that talks about the four main core wounds. These are the four core wounds that we mentioned in episode one. 
that become the root cause of most of your adult problems. So it's a free ebook that I have, and you can go to buygloriazang.com slash guide to grab your copy or click one of the links in the show notes below. And I think I updated it recently just to keep up with the times. So I hope you enjoy the newest edition of the guide. And actually, this would help me a lot. But if you have a friend who you think would really benefit from learning about inner child healing, introduce them to the podcast or even the free guide. And you'll be helping the entire mission of making this world a better place. And the tip number two is that multiple things can be true at the same time. We can expand our understanding and perspectives on things without the rigid labels, but it doesn't mean that we're excusing anyone of their behaviors. It's more about expanding our consciousness around how we see people and how we see even the people that have hurt us with the intention that it brings you more peace and that it gives you more closure. So really remembering that pondering perspectives doesn't mean we're excusing anybody and their behaviors. I hope this episode and this perspective was helpful for you, and I'm glad to help in any way that I can. And we're looking forward to bringing you another episode next week right here. So have a beautiful day and an abundant life, and I'll see you in the next one. Bye for now. If you love this episode, please hit subscribe and give us a five-star review. It really helps me a lot, so thank you. To join the community and get your daily dose of inner child tips, follow me on Instagram and social media at ByGloriaZang or visit ByGloriaZang.com. If you're a high achiever or entrepreneur who wants to work with me, message me the words high achiever and I'll get in touch. Thanks, bestie. See you in the next one. Thanks for tuning in, Bestie. I've got something for you. If you think this show deserves a five-star review, we'll send you my free Inner Child Starter Kit as a thank you for your support, which contains exclusive wallpapers and resources for you to download. To get your kit, just upload a screenshot of your review on Apple or Spotify to my webpage, bygloriazang.com slash reviews. The link is also in the show notes. There you can also check out my healing sessions and programs at bygloriazang.com. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast and I will meet you in the next episode. Mwah!